This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. The Tactics Conference is coming. Learn how to build Christ's kingdom from those that are doing it. Join C.R. Wiley, the campus preacher, Keith Darrell, Gabe Wrench, the Chocolate Knox, and Pastor Toby Sumter for two days of boots-on-the-ground training on how to take your community for Christ. Great talks, great food, and great people. Come see them in Lafayette, Louisiana. That's only about two and a half hours east of Houston, Texas, on January 19th through the 20th. And take note, seating is limited. Families are welcome and come experience some Cajun hospitality while they labor to build the new Christendom. Beer and Psalms, panel discussions, Cajun dancing, and more. Go to TacticsCon.com to buy your tickets today and use the coupon code FLFPUB to get $20 off of your ticket price. That's TacticsCon.com and they'll see you in South Louisiana this January. From Louisiana to Canada. 72% of Canadians want Trudeau gone. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is in political freefall. In the latest Ipsos poll, 72% of Canadians want Trudeau to exit federal politics and leave as leader of the Liberal Party of Canada. Ipsos says that number is up from 60% in September. Even within his own party, 33% of liberal supporters would take Trudeau to resign. That's consistent with other recent polls that show the Conservative Party of Canada under its leader, Pierre Polyev, 19 percentage points ahead of the liberals and headed for one of the larger majority governments in Canadian history. Nanos Research founder Nick Nanos described what the liberals need to stand a chance in the next federal election is a complete reboot, either with a new leader or Justin Trudeau with a renewed vision of why he believes that he should deserve another mandate, Nano said in a recent episode of CTV News Trendline. Canadians have even taken to the internet to try to remove Trudeau from office through traditional legislative process. As of Monday morning, more than 175,000 Canadians have signed a petition for a vote of non-confidence in the House of Commons against the minority Liberal government. The petition is sponsored by MP Michelle Ferrari and reads, quote, The policies of this government aren't aligning with the crisis Canada is facing. Housing costs, infringement of civil liberties, highest inflation in history, unbalanced immigration policies, taxation to the point of poverty, weakening of our economy by importing natural resources that Canada already has and underutilizes, and based on the past eight years of this prime minister, Canadians do not have confidence in this prime minister. After five ethics investigations and Canada's reputation being tarnished on a global scale under his leadership, to the extent that Canada is being discluded from participating in statements regarding important geopolitical events, end quote. Senator Percy Down, a liberal who was chief of staff to former Prime Minister Jean Cretine, recently wrote that it is time Trudeau left office. Trudeau laughed off the appeal. There is a considerable doubt that his departure would save the liberals' fortunes in the next federal election. Trudeau's father, Pierre Trudeau, who was Prime Minister of Canada from 1968 to 1984, with the exception of a nine-month period in 1979 when a minority progressive conservative government was in power, famously took a Walk in the Snow on February 28, 1984, when he decided to leave politics. He announced his resignation the following day, February 29th, a day that only occurs on a leap year. Moving on, doctor treating freed Hamas hostages reveals unprecedented abuse 
quote, we have to rewrite the textbooks, end quote. A doctor treating freed Hamas hostages in Israel says survivors are suffering from an unprecedented level of extremely severe psychological abuse endured during captivity. Quote, I can tell you that on behalf of all the media and psychological teams treating those who return, the mental states we encountered have no precedent in medicinal literature. We feel that we have to rewrite the textbooks of post-trauma. That was Dr. Ranana Eaton, who told Sunday Night in America. Eaton revealed the Tel Aviv Medical Center is actively treating more than 15 former hostages and described their severe physical and mental abuse. Those held captive were subject to starvation, to beating, to sexual abuse. They were being held in inhumane sanitary conditions. Extremely severe psychological abuse was inflicted on them, including separation from family members, separation of siblings, separation of children from their mothers. They were held in solitary confinement, spent long days in total darkness until they developed severe hallucinations, Eaton claimed. Children were forced to watch brutal videos. They were under constant threats by weapons, threats to harm them even after they were released. They refer to the forced use of psychiatric drugs and other substances as well. Eaton also detailed cases where individuals, though appearing physically unharmed, are dealing with severe post-traumatic symptoms. Some of the homecomers, they look happy, they look fine, they look physically fine, and we try to hold on to those optimistic signs. But still, even those who seem fine, we know that most of them are suffering from severe post-traumatic symptoms. They have painful traumatic memories and they are entering into dissociative states where for a moment they feel as if they are still in captivity and only later do they return to the understanding that they have been released, she said. This week marks two months since the Hamas terror attack on Israel, which left 1,200 dead and 240 held hostage. According to the Israeli Ministry of Health, 73 Israelis and 24 foreign citizens have been released from Hamas to date. Eaton urged the release of the remaining hostages as soon as possible as they face a long road ahead of physical and mental rehabilitation. And staying within the same vein here, Israeli security minister says, quote, we are approving up to 3,000 gun license applications a day. Israel Security Minister Idamar Ben-Gavir says his ministry is now approving up to 3,000 gun license applications a day. The Times of Israel quoted Ben-Gavir saying, quote, when the war started, we knew that we were right when we said that every place that has a weapon can save a life, end quote. He went on to say, quote, my policy within the office was to permit as many people as possible to get a weapon and in short period of time we were giving up to 3000 approvals a day end quote ben gavir indicated over 260000 gun license applications have been approved since october 7 2023 on november 15 2023 breibert news pointed to a times of israel report which indicated over 236000 gun license applications had been filed in israel at that point in time in mid november roughly 1700 applications were being approved daily and the number of Daily approvals has nearly doubled since then. Breibert News noted that an armed civilian opened fire Thursday on terrorists who attacked a Jerusalem bus stop. Two off-duty soldiers opened fire as well, and the terrorists were killed. Now, moving back to the States, Arlington home explodes after suspect sets off flares as police serve a search warrant. On Monday, a home in the Bluemont neighborhood of Arlington, Virginia, exploded as police were attempting to serve a search warrant following reports that a flare gun had been fired from within earlier in the evening. While three members of law enforcement suffered minor injuries, the fate of the suspect, who is believed to have been in the home at the time, has not been revealed. According to the Arlington County Police Department, officers were called to a duplex 
Works on the 800 block of North Burlington Street around 4.45 p.m. to investigate reports that someone had discharged a flare gun 30 to 40 times from inside his residence and into the surrounding neighborhood. While his actions did not result in any injuries or property damage, officers nonetheless obtained a search warrant and tried to make contact with him via telephone and loudspeaker. Their attempts proved fruitless and the suspect remained barricaded inside. At around 8.25 p.m., he discharged several rounds from what authorities believe was a firearm, resulting in the aforementioned explosion. The blast sent shockwaves through the surrounding area as residents watched debris fly into the air and the structure burned to the ground. The fire department arrived on the scene a short time later, and by 10.30 p.m., the blaze was extinguished. While police have not released the name of the suspect, local outlet Arl Now has reported that public records show the resident of the now-leveled home to be a man named James Yu. According to Newsweek, Yu's social media posts were reportedly filled with rants about the government, the police, and his own neighbors, who he repeatedly labeled as spies, suggesting that they had fake identities and were assigned to monitor him for their handlers. His YouTube channel included videos with pictures from his LinkedIn page depicting people he claimed were his neighbors entering and leaving their homes, according to the outlet. One of Yu's neighbors, Alex Wilson, told Arl now that he kept to himself and often had his windows covered with aluminum foil. Yu also allegedly chased away prospective buyers with a knife while his house was on the market. And that is your news for today. This has been your Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a pub membership, a magazine subscription, or tickets to our next conference in Dallas, Fort Worth, head on over to fightlaughfeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our conference next year, or if you want to become a corporate partner of Cross Politic, email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless.